Live. All right, welcome everybody. Shave Baseball Report Friday edition. We are uh, heading into Memorial Day weekend. We got Todd Friedman, Andrew Zyke with us, the Staples, and uh, we got a special guest that we'll bring on later on, and uh, Andrew Bailey from Bluefield State. Um, we built the program. Got a, little, a lot of questions, you know, for him and HBCU school. Uh, the recruiting process is the portal. Um, Again, you know, I don't know if we said this last week, but we're coming off another W on the golf course. You yeah, know, another, another chub. We played the uh, Charlotte Knights yeah. tournament, which was uh, a lot of fun. Last year, we were, what, third? We came in second. We had Zach with us last year. Yeah. We, we had my son Zach with us last year. We came in second, but we only came in second because they, they we were tied for first, okay. and they had to uh, – they went by a hole, and Andrew screwed it up well, again. Two, so. I, of course. Yeah, I screwed up. <laughs> well, 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 two things. Why do, you put the, well, why do you put the trophies in front of me? And then second – well, we want you to feel a part of it. Okay. Yeah, right. We want you to All feel right. part cool. of it, you know, because you. you're an inspiration. <laughs> an inspiration. Yeah, not we, at the golf course. I'm yeah, like. no. It's a, an inspiration. And no but, cheating. No, listen, we, we, okay. you know, we have, we have good golfers, Keith Glauber and Andrew's, oh, yeah. Andrew, I'm, I'm the D player in the pack, you know, so, you know, I, I'll pull something out every now and then to help the club, but, you know, between Glauber oh, yeah. and, and Brian Curtis and, uh, uh, and Andrew, you know, an and then, you know, and then you play in some of these tournaments that, you know, they play uh, shots forward, and you go all the way up to the red tees. And these guys, are, were, you know, par fours were like, it dro Keith drove it over to the green. You know, I mean, it <laughs> right, was it was right. crazy stuff like that. Right. So, you know, we, we go in with a, you know, with a good foursome. Um, you know, right. if he's on in any good day, he can carry the club. Curtis is always consistent, and, and Keith is just, he's solid. And then, That's you right. Know, you know, I find my spots in there. Like there was two holes that I went back to back. I'm like, you know, I, I'm getting tired of carrying you guys. Stop. Man. Get off my back. I'm getting tired of carrying you guys. Like step it up, man. <laughs> you know, so I'm like the GM. I suck, but I, you know, I put the team together. The admin. <laughs> yeah, you need an admin for a course, for yeah, sure. But, yeah. but, but I thought, but that was a lot of fun. It was good causes for the uh, Levine. Um, and uh, I don't know. They, I don't know. Did you see the number that they raised? Maybe twenty four, twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars. Something show like that. At the end, but they had two flights this year, so so yeah, it could have been. It. But they, were, you know, it's uh, it, it goes to a great cause. Um, they have this uh, this this shot of gold or this pot of gold, and it's what you know, it's a hundred and sixty, hundred seventy yard par three, and and they got this ring around it, right? right? So we paid for the the mulligans and. Uh, so Andrew had two shots. I had two shots, and Curtis, I think, had two shots. Yeah. Andrew hit a shot that went through it and rolled just outside the tape, <laughs> like, like just outside the tape. I hit my first one. I pull it left a little bit off. Yeah. I'm on the green left. Then I kind of like skull shank one. I'm in the freaking pot of gold. <laughs> he's, oh, just, he's so he's this beautiful like you know this draw. Oh wow, it's a nice shot. Oh, beautiful too bad. apex. And then I like blade it, and it's like oh. I'm in. That's it. Perfect. That's how I play. I'm it. in. I, I was a champ. I was a champ. So, hey, a lot of a uh, lot of college baseball going on right yes. now. Yeah. I mean, you watching ESPN Plus, and you don't even need ESPN Plus now. It's all no, on it's there. on you. Yeah, 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 it's on you. It's on yeah. SEC Network, ACC Network. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I basically from from six <clears throat> o'clock on to eleven. So, do you have ACC Network and SEC Network? I do. Yeah, house? yeah, I don't. Through, I just my I, yeah. cable provider. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't have those. And. Um, well, if you have ESPN Plus, that's that just comes. You, but you don't get ACC and SEC on ESPN Plus. You got to have, you got to subscribe to it Correct. through ESPN Plus. Yeah. So it's just even you figured that out. That's impressive. No, that's when it comes to that stuff, I can. Yeah. How long did it take you? To but you know out? what? When I figured out, I'm like, hey, Dylan, come register us. Hey, hey Zach, help me out here. <laughs> How yeah. do I put the credit card number in? Exactly. Yeah, get your mom's credit card, not mine, dude. <laughs> that's right. 
You know, yeah. She's like, what are these charges? Although my, I, I do that to her all the time because the boys have access to her cards. I don't have access to her cards, <laughs> but the boys have access to her cards. And, uh, you know, they're always yeah, Amazon showing up, you know, sure. I mean, muscle milk showing up, all this stuff showing up. I'm like, when am I going to get a package? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's right. So I, so I don't need. I hear you. They're safe because they don't even know how to register for those things, like Amazon Prush and everything. But um, it, yeah, it's been it's been fun to watch. I was watching yeah. Wofford last night. Okay. Did, what, how did, did they end up winning that game? I didn't see it. I didn't. Man, uh, they were there thirteen six, and then next thing you know, they were. It was yeah. But uh, Mercer can swing it. Yeah, yeah. They, they sent lefty after lefty yeah. after lefty up there. Yeah, they typically year in and year out they do hit the ball really well. Yeah. You know, definitely uh, offensive heavy for sure. You know, it's interesting. You look at you watch these games and you watch these you know mid majors like Wofford and Mercer and some of these other guys, Campbell. and then and then and well, Campbell's different Forget different they're, breed. They're man. different. They're yeah. a different breed. But you know, then all of a sudden you turn on an SEC or an ACC game and you see the size difference of these athletes. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's. it's uh, and then, and then you see the depth in the arms when you start wow. to get to the power fives, how deep they right. go into well, the pen. You see Florida starters, upper 90s yesterday. Yeah. That was dude's filthy, man. Well, that's the difference. If you lose a, your first game, you're, you know, in a, in a, you know, if you're a big South Southern conference, right. a little bit different. You don't have the, uh, you know, the length to be able to, you know, get to a final game and win five games. No, man. When uh, I think it was uh, Davidson was in the Super Regional. Did they make it to the Super Regional that, that, that year? I, I believe sure. it was. But they threw that kid 140 pitches because they had nothing else left. And it was his last game ever going to yeah, pitch in college, right. and he was like, "Dude, I'm, yeah, I'm, a, well. I'm a ground, you know, grind it out." Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yep. So coming up, we got our All Star game, our UDACF All Star game. That's right. Uh, that'll be on June sixth and seventh. Excited about that. Yeah, very. Um, excited. We got some good talent coming through that again. Real good. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it'll it'll be fun. You know? <laughs> so we'll play the uh, the um, underclass. Well, we call them the futures, which is the twenty fives and the twenty sixes. On the sixth, and then the uh, 24s and 23s on the seventh. Same format both days. Uh, you know, an extended a BP and an extended in and out, and then we'll play nine inning games and um, you know get get them some exposure as well as have a good time and you know enjoy. I went back and looked at some of my. I don't know if you know you have pictures like that, but just you know pictures of either uh, all star games that I played sure. in the minor leagues or the County Mac World Series. Um, County Mac World Series. I was 18. I'm 63 now. You're 63. I'll be 63 wow. on the 31st. What's yeah, that? He gets a hit from the senior teams. I do, and wow. he makes me. He makes me go yeah. up the hit from do you the really? And they still outdrive. You don't me. need to. They still. Uh, I, I don't. You know. I like playing. You know what? To me, it's a walk of shame. It's an absolute walk of shame, right? So no, you know, it's no, like, no. oh man, these guys are all hitting whack, 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 and then like somebody's got to drive me up to the old man's tees. Well, everyone can't know. drive 350. Like no, no. Uh, so, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, but yeah, in the tournaments, you know, started doing that. Good. Um, but yeah, when I wear a TK, I always play from the blacks and do that. But well, I don't know, man. I, I mean, that TK is as hard as a course in this area you can play. It is 100%. It's tight. There's no forgiveness. Yeah. I watch these guys playing the PGA and they, and they're, they're, yeah, you know, they, they, oh no, he missed that one. But yeah, he's got a freaking direct shot. He's, right. you know, he's 200 yards out and no tree line and nothing. He's, well, except if you have yeah. a rough, like, well, that was crazy, that was man. That was, that was, that was crazy. So yeah. yeah. So the all-star game, we, awesome. yeah, some good, some on the upper class, a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of committed guys, but some really good 23s and 24s that are not 23s, but well, Nico Bartolotti is one that's, right. you know, that he's an uncommitted 23 that should have been somewhere a long time ago. Um, but on our 24s and uh, yeah, 25s and 26s, there's a lot of young talent yeah. that's uh, 
they're sitting down there. No, it'll be a great event for college coaches. And, yeah, and, it will. Uh, yeah, no, it'll be excellent. Even, even professional scouts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. there will be some there. Good. Yeah, Glauber's going to throw in that one. So, well, I mean, you know, we, we, we don't want to look too far out in the future for a freshman, and he's a pitcher. But if he stays healthy, I mean – Listen, he's guy's the limit for him. He, he to me, he he mirrors Matt Harvey when Matt Harvey went to Carolina. That's a, that's a great comparison. I mean, he is yeah. he is that dude. You know, so the he, same thing. You know, he'll he'll tickle into the into the low nineties right now, but you just see it. Well, you, he's you fifteen just see years coming. old. I mean, you know, and and he's been closing out game. You know, I go, I I've been, you know, I'm going to go down there tonight. Yeah, and uh, see them play in the championship. And I, when he comes, the ball's out of his hand. Different. Yeah. You know, it's different. Yeah, so I, yeah. The the last the. The game that they lost to North Myrtle yep. um, at home the other night, he faced the kid that's going to Vandy, yeah. the big, the that's big right. ready, right? Yep. And he threw one inside. And the yep. guy acted like he was going to come at him and all that. Yep. So yep. he's fifteen. This is a fifteen-year-old kid, yep. UNC commit. Yep. UNC commit though, fifteen-year-old kid, and here's this dude that thinks he's Shoves all yeah. all everything, right? Then he takes a man hack at the next pitch, right? The first one in, then he takes a man fouls, fouls it back. Glauber reaches back, throws a fastball for a strike, yeah. and then reaches back and I, i'm telling you that was 93 yeah it was 93 it was up the guy swings and misses and the 15 year old goes sit down yeah and oh, well, like, i think <laughs> I, I, it's on two i think diamond prospects had a gun there i think it was 91 91, 91 90, yeah, yeah it was yeah i mean it listen it, sky's the limit you don't want to ever yeah. project and you know do all this but if, if everything aligns up the way it should well, we did that know. we did that with uh with uh josh noth that's out of uh pat Matt, the high school that i went mm-hmm. to uh, up on long island he's a senior now he's gonna be a high draft pick but same thing. You just saw the evolution of Velo, right? You know, go and go and go. But 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 in the in the process, it wasn't he wasn't throwing. It was right. clean, like like Caden. It was clean mechanics. Oh, came out of his hand. And Caden, you know, I'm talking to some guy standing next to me that, um, you know, his son was on the team. Whatever. I don't even I you know know who it was, but you know, he's like, well, he's going to hit. I'm like, dude, this is a three pitch guy with a 91 mile an hour fastball at 15 right. years old. No, you know, and and you know, I was so I was sitting right by the pen watching him get loose. And watching all those pitches, you know, he throws that claw changeup. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was filthy with everything. Yeah. And it was all around the zone. It wasn't, right. you know, I'm reaching back and throwing as hard as I can. He's just going clean. It, yeah, it's it's impressive. I mean, and then you look at a guy like Jake, you know, McCoy, who yeah. in two years, his velos jumped 10 miles an hour. Right. And it's just different. Yeah. He's going to throw it tonight, and it's going to yeah. be electric. I mean, I can. you're going to see 94, possibly 95. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he, there's six, seven scouts every game. I mean, yeah. I would assume he's going to get drafted, but yeah. to take him away from Wofford, I don't know what. The, I mean, Wofford got a steal right there. I mean, at the time, oh, it was probably a great pick. So many, right. but so, no, so many schools passed on him, yeah. and just we can go through the well, list. Well, see, his, so Noth, right, was going to go yeah. to college at Charleston. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he goes to a big PG event, and all these, all these coaches and everything are, like, making fun of the kid. Like he's going to college at Charleston, you know, Ole Miss, yeah. you know, you know. So where's he end up going? Ole Miss, because they kind of embarrassed him out of the situation, which is to me is BS. But <sighs> yeah, it's not the way you know. Um, yeah. But that you know. But again, you know, if you if you understand the whole situation, I mean, nil money over there, not really nil yeah, money I, here. It, it's got to be taken in consideration. But listen, I mean, you'd hope if a kid makes a commitment, they make a commitment. But we know how this. Well, listen. Hey, you can make a commitment four years of school, and no, you're know. a free agent every year. I, there's no, there's no commitments to anything or anybody. I, That's the sad part about all this. One thousand um, percent. You know, yeah. it, 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 that that part's difficult to watch. And I've told Dylan, you know, listen, unless unless the school says we don't need you, we don't want you anymore. You know, you made it a commitment. They made a commitment to you. And if there's Work scholarship harder. involved, then yeah, Work you know, harder. figure it out. Like I told, you know, I'm watching. Yeah. 
watched one of the best players in South Carolina, Connor Rasmussen, yeah. you know, get stuck behind somebody that was an upperclassman. And, you know, the kid the kid ahead of him had a good year, yeah. you know. But Connor, what he did in the fall and what he's capable of doing should have been on the field as a freshman. He was just in a log jam. And, uh, right. you know, so, you know, you, you, you do what you got to do. But, um, you know, they, these exit meetings are interesting too, right? Because sure. there are some some coaches who say, listen, you know, I don't see you playing here in the next couple of years or we got a freshman coming in that we really like. So, you know, here's your out. You know, here's your out. That's fair. And then right. listen, if, if it's mutual, I have nothing, I have no problem with that. But, right. you know, if a kid doesn't, you know, he's a freshman, you know, you know, if he has the opportunity to play going forward and the coaches relay that, I'd hope you'd want to, you know, maybe fight it through at least another year. Just, but again, that, who am I to say that? Right. I mean, that's, yeah, you don't, you don't know until, you know, until it's, until it's your blood in that exactly, scenario, exactly. you know, and a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, it, 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 the, the portal is interesting. And when we get, when we bring Drew on, man, let's, you know, it's, uh, we talk about it yeah. every week, but you know, every, every, every school has their own approach to it, you know? Sure. And so what's the approach at a, at a, at a power five, right. you know, I mean, are you really chasing after everybody in the portal? I mean, it's, you know, is that a parallel move? Um, you know, what, what is it as a D2 and how has it helped the division three programs? Right. Because you run out of spots. You know, that's a great question to ask Drew when he comes yeah. on is, you know, like, you know, for a school like Bluefield state, you know, high level division two school in West yep. Virginia, are, is he grabbing a West Virginia kid, a Marshall right. kid, a, you know, because you know, if those kids want to play and, and that's, that's an interesting component to this whole thing is like, who's benefiting yeah. off of a lot of those kids transferring. Yeah. Well, you know, the, you know, the other scenarios involved are, you know, you have coaches that you, you have on your staff that are developers that are very good, right? And those guys that are usually very good will find a way into another program at a yeah. higher level. They're chasing to either be a head coach or, you know, or more money, you know, 100%. depending on where you're going. So it's, uh, you know, are you bringing in, are you bringing in players that are already developed? Or are you bringing in players that you have the time to develop? And listen, when you're taking over certain programs, you know, winning is paramount. You got You got to get on, you got to get on the board. Yes. Um, and compete. Yep. So, yep. Um, but let's, uh, let, let's, let's, uh, let's bring in All right. Drew. Andrew, do the introduction today, man. No, you got it today. Oh, no, you got it today. Oh, we, we got, we got him on here. All right. You got it. <laughs> <He's, laughs> He's on. There, there you go. You, there, there's the introduction. Drew Bailey. There you go. Um, Bluefield State, Drew, appreciate you coming on. Um, we met Drew down here two years ago, Andrew, and he yeah, was just, just taking years. over the program over there. And, uh, um, you know, it was interesting because we sat down with Drew and I didn't know Drew and he didn't know, he didn't know us. And, you know, Bluefield state in the past has always been a dumping ground. I mean, it just was not a good program whatsoever. And you know, if, if you had a kid that was a borderline college player, or whatever, you could send him up there and he'd have a chance to make the team and say he's playing, you know, college baseball. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, Drew, when we sat down was, was talking about what he was going to do with the program before. And obviously he had the support locally, you know, to, to turn it around. And he, uh, and Drew, you definitely have done that, man. You've, uh, you, you set some records of the schools in terms of strikeouts, wins. Um, you know, you've been to the, uh, uh, the black college world series a couple times and, um, it's had some success there. Apparently we need to know more about that because it's yeah. really, you know, I've, I've heard it in, in conversation, but I haven't heard exactly what it's made up of, um, and who, what teams it is made up of, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we we want to welcome you to uh, to our podcast, man. It's good to good to see you, and uh, it, it's good to read up on the things that you guys have been doing there. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. 
Um, I was going to take half a day and go hit some golf balls, but I, I probably find more value in talking baseball because my swing. Well, dude, you missed, you missed it because I've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when I come down and work, uh, when I come down and work, work some of your camps, I'll, uh, I'll bring my clubs and absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, we my, we, find, we, find, we find ways to work on the golf course. Yeah. All right. Like I'll say my brother just moved down to Lake Norman and, uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't, the swing's not great, but I enjoy playing. But no, thank thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for all you do for baseball and the game, and uh, appreciate you guys having me on. So let's let's uh, let's talk about you know obviously you know you had you had a, a good playing career, and then you jumped into coaching. You're over at, at Bluefield University, right? At one point, yeah, I started um, there in AI for three years. Yeah, and then uh, so, but you haven't been, you hadn't been coaching very long. But you were the head coach at, um, oh God, uh, Averett, Averett, and mm-hmm. uh, you got a lot of pilots up there, right? A lot of pilots on your team. Yeah, yeah. I was there for a year, went through a divorce, uh, moved home, coached college softball for parts of a season and a half. I needed a job, and yeah. you know, I wanted custody of my kids, and I've got fifty-fifty custody of my kids, so I did that for a year and a half. I was the pitching coach at Concord University for a summer and a fall. And then this job came open six weeks before the season in 2021. Um, and I uh, took it. So this will be, I'll be going into my fourth season. This will be my third full year next year. So you take, you take the team over with six weeks before the season starts and uh, you got to play with what you have. Right. So how do you transition that? Because like I said, that program was just something that, you know, wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't respected. Right. And now you've right. turned that you've turned that page, you know, for that uh, for that school. Um, but now you're you're you know you're acquiring, you know, just kind of a heap. So how fast and how difficult is it to to flush out and turn that around? Well, it never goes as fast as I think you want it to go. Obviously, um, one of my really good friends, my mentors, you guys probably heard of him. His name's Kirk Goodson. He's the head coach at West Oaks in North Carolina. Uh, his dad, Ed, played in the big leagues, I'm sure you Yep, yep. He's one of my best friends. It's funny, like, he's 20 years older than me, and I talk to him, you know, all the time. And But he reminds me all the time, like, hey, this is a five-year – it's a five-year process. And, um, you know, because that, that first year and, – and I'll say this, in the defense of the previous coaches before me and – there just weren't a lot of resources. So, you know, we don't, you know, we don't ever speak anything badly of those guys because they just didn't have a lot to work with. And, um, but we are proud of, of where we're at, but, um, you know, the recruiting that first, when I took over that spring, I think I signed 30 guys and I was essentially just selling myself and selling the vision of, you know, what we thought we could build. Um, and, you know, you don't have a lot of, and at the time, and we still are, we're working on things right now, we're still independent, so we don't play in the league. So not only are you selling a school in a cold weather state, you're selling a school that hasn't had any success in baseball at the time, and and you're also, you know, no league, you're going to play 30 plus road games, um, you know, so it wasn't an easy sell, but, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that want an opportunity, whether it's they were injured or didn't perform or whatever it may be. But um, we went pretty transfer heavy, and I know we'll get into this. And I don't, I don't want to take away questions that you're going to ask, but we went, we went pretty transfer heavy. Um, 
So just to try and compete right away with guys that have been on a college baseball field. So, and with COVID, all those guys getting their year back, but we went, we went pretty transfer heavy, but it definitely wasn't easy. And you had to get those guys to buy into what my vision for the program was. Did that, how, how did how did it work out with, uh, with coaches at that point? Because I'm sure there wasn't very much money before you got there for coaching. Um, but now you got to go ahead and build a staff because you have to sell the staff as well. Right. So I'm very fortunate. Our administration has been very uh, supportive. We've got some donors that are very supportive of our program. And um, we have a full-time hitting coach. He's our associate head coach, Evan Rakel. And then uh, we've got a graduate assistant, Kevon Moxie. He's from the Bahamas. He played for me my first year. Uh, and then we've got a local guy who teaches, and uh, he played some college baseball, uh, Chris Guzzi. So we've got we've got guys that help. Um and we're actually getting ready to bring on a, a pitching coach this year. Um, Scott Emerson's a big league pitching coach for the Oakland A's. Um, and his his son is going to – or, sorry, his nephew who played for us this year, he's going to come on and be our pitching coach next year. So um, we've been fortunate. you got to get creative. You know, you only have one full-time assistant. Um, you know, so you've you got to be mindful of, of their time. You've got to be mindful that this doesn't pay their bills for a lot of those guys, but you're also still mindful at the same time. It's like, well, if you're going to be here, we want to do a good job, but I'll, I want to take care of the guys that are helping us. But you've got to have a good staff. As you know, with everything that you, you guys do, that you can't do anything without good people. I mean, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you t- we talked a little bit about the portal. Um We'll kind of just hop right into it. Um, if I don't, we don't need to talk about percentages, but looking at a high school kid or looking at a transfer, like what do you, what is your main focus now, recruiting wise? Uh, are are you portal heavy? Or are you looking more towards the high school player? Kind of a little feedback on that, Drew. You know, this will be my tenth season coaching. Like I said, I did two in softball, restaurant, baseball. It'll be my tenth year in higher ed coaching, and there's, I think, everyone's constantly evolving in in some type of manner. Um, and one thing that we've kind of talked about, whether right or wrong, um, I won't, we will really try and stay away from any junior college kids that haven't played every day. Um, we've taken some kids in the past. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But when I'm, and I'll get to the portal, but as far as the junior college guys go, I love junior college guys. I think it's a great level. Um, and we have a lot of junior college guys, but we want junior college guys that, a, have played every day or they play a lot, and B, they've produced some type of numbers. They've had some type of success. Because the one thing that i found is oftentimes when you go sink a lot of money in a certain junior college kid, it's like, okay, well, I can go get that same kid out of high school. He gets a little bit higher academic. Maybe the tiering's different academically for scholarships or whatever it is. I can get that same kid out of high school, hopefully, and keep him for four years. Now, the impact arm or the impact catcher or shortstop, um, you know, who's game ready, that's that's hard to find in a, in a college freshman. But so when we're looking at that, that's kind of how we've kind of started to look at things. Um, but from the portals perspective, we had six Division One transfers on our roster this year. And, I mean, we're a small Division Two in West Virginia. Uh, sometimes it's going to work out. Sometimes it's not. Um, we had two all-region guys. Uh, Jordan Varela Payne came from North Carolina Central. They closed the program down, which I'm sure you guys remember. Uh, Jordan came from Central. He hit 357 and 12 home runs this year. He was second-team all-region on the first all-region poll that came out for voting. Uh, Tahir Mullins is from Jackson State. His uh, 
and you might know him, Jeff. His uncle Hensley Mullins is the big league hitting oh, coach. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, we've got two big league coaches nephews on our team. But anyways, Tahir came in, hit 396, 22 doubles, seven bombs. Uh, kid can play. Uh, he's all region as well. So we had two Division One transfers this year that were both all region, um, and hopefully one of those guys is going to end up being an all American. Hopefully both, but I think one of them uh, more than the other probably has a really good shot. Um, but so for us, it's like we had six division one transfers. We got a lot of production out of two or three of them. Um, you know, not so much out of a couple others, but that's just recruiting. I mean, when you have a small recruiting budget, like we have, you know, we're not in the ACC, we're not in the big 10, we're not in the SEC. You've got coaches that, I know I've heard of an ACC coach that all he does, the head coach, is go out and watch guys that they've signed. Like we don't have the we don't have the budget to do that. We barely have the budget to be able to get out and see guys in person. So it's like you just gotta weigh the pros and cons. But you know, the first two things I always ask is, you know, are they a good kid? And of course the academic side, but they've got they gotta be able to play. Um, you know, so but I like the portal. The portals helped us. Um but I, I really like, I like all avenues, junior college. I really like a good high school kid that you can coach for four years. Um, you know, so it, it really just depends, but the portal has been good to us. Uh, real, just kind of piggyback off that question. Uh, Cause you, you mentioned your, your recruiting budget uh, and, you know, Jeff and I, you know, have a service that we help, you know, players, you know, connect players to schools and, and help them get recruited. So do you rely more on um, referrals and, and recommendations that you, you probably can't hop on a plane and, and fly to Charlotte tomorrow. All the time. Yeah. I mean, all, all the time. You know, I'm from Christiansburg, Virginia Tech area. I've coached in this region my entire life. So it's like I've got buddy. I've got guys that I trust that are like, hey, you know, we got a kid. You should take him. You know, I took a guy out of uh, the Mooresville area buddy of mine sent him to me last year the kid to start was a walk-on for us he threw 55 innings and was five and one on the mound as a freshman this year for us like so when you get people that you trust now it doesn't always work out that way but like when you get people that you trust it's like okay because we've all been burned so many times um so it's like you've got to have that circle of people that you trust that know that hey i'm not just trying to send you a guy so i can post on my travel page that we got another kid signed there you go baseball it's like like, can he help us? Like, is he projectable? Is like, I would love to get in front of every single, I want to see every kid we sign play multiple times, but we just can't do it. The other challenge we have here, it's good and bad. We've got an Appy League summer league that plays in our stadium. It's their stadium. So we don't get a chance to run any summer. No. So it's not like I can bring a 2024 up you know, make some money for my staff, evaluate kids and save on my budget and be like, okay, I have my eyes on him here. So it's, you know, you really have to get creative, but you have to have people that you trust uh, that, that are going to refer kids to you that, you know, like they have your best interest in mind. And, so part, and of, part of your recruiting budget is getting to sleep at your brother's house down here now. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a big part. Well, you no know, doubt. I mean, if I come work, when I come work an event for you guys, yeah. which, I have to take my personal car, of course, NCA rules. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting paid. If you go work an event and get paid, you got to take NCA, uh, or I mean, you have to take your personal car, the NCA says. But anyways, um, if I can if I can go down and 
and see, you know, a hundred kids and make a little bit of money working the event. Like why, why, why would I not? It? Yeah. Why wouldn't I do that? Cause right. it's like a lot of your teams that you see out a lot, like a lot of your division twos that are good programs that you might see out a lot. They've got guys that are either getting paid to work events or they, they use their fundraising money to recruit. Right. Like, I mean, if you've got a $5,000 recruiting budget and you make one trip to Georgia and you go down to Atlanta, PBR, you go down, you know, to you're East Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, one run. Yep. One especially run, if you got to fly. Run. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Right. That's it. Wow. So, so the, you know, the, the portal has just become this monster, right? It used to be guys that they could transfer out if they were going to go from D1 to D2, they could play right away. But if they were going to go parallel, stay D1, D1, they had to sit out a year. Now everybody's a free agent. And now everybody feels like, you know, you hear, well, we're going to go in the portal. We're going to go in the portal. And you'll hear that. You'll hear that from 10 guys on one team. So the portal blows up, you know, how do you guys navigate through the portal? I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's interesting because listen in the college ranks, like anything else, there's relationships, right? So you'll take a kid that's at a school that wants to go into the portal and I may know him, you may know him, whoever may know him. And we're going to reach out to another coach about this kid, but he's buddies with the coach that he's leaving and then there becomes this, you know, this, you know, this tension or whatever, right. where now I'm not going to touch him because that's my friend or, you know, I don't want to, I don't wanna upset the apple cart. So how do you guys, I mean, is, is there a strategy when entering the portal? Well, for the coaches, not for the players. I mean, I, I check it every day, Jeff. I mean, this time of the year, like, I mean, I've checked it twice because different schools are putting guys in at different times and, for example, obviously won't name any names. There's a kid in the portal right now that I recruit. I recruited when when I was at Concord. Kid can play, mm-hmm. um, and he's leaving the Division Two that he's at. And I think he'd be a really good fit where we're at. So I have a past relationship with that kid, recruiting that kid. And you know, of course, that's why we always tell people not to burn bridges, right? And right. Uh, that works for coaches and and players. But um, I, I think here's here's the way my mind works it's like okay you get a kid out of high school he goes division one they redshirt him his first year second year he's still not playing it's like okay why should i take that kid over the junior college kid that's playing every day and this kid hasn't seen live at bats consistently maybe some summer ball but in two in two years you know what i mean he hasn't played in a, in a meaningful baseball game in two years so there's those type of questions are going to go through your brain constantly it's like okay well he's 88 to 92 but you know, he doesn't throw strikes like what? Yeah, he's at he's at a mid-major, but why not take the kid that's 85 to 88 that pounds a strike zone that's at a junior college nobody's heard of? Like, you know, at the end of the day, this is about winning. And just because we I mean, we've got an ACC transfer on our roster right now. We've got a kid coming in next year that started off in the ACC at Pitt. Like, but at the end of the day, it's like we want to win. And no matter where they're from, it's like, you know, does it really matter? But you also take in your mind this, you know, the way I look at it like this, it's like, okay, kid hit 240 where he's at, but he drops down a level with lesser arms, you know, still good arms at our level. I don't mean right. it in that way, but it's like, okay, maybe that kid hits 300. Like, you know, there's, there's so many variables that go into it. Um, and I, I, I try and be more diligent about doing my homework with these kids. It's like, you know, is he a good kid? What type of teammate is he like? I mean, like, what, you got to run him out of the cage. Like, what, what type of person is he? Like, just be honest with me. Because I feel like that doesn't go on enough. Exactly. Just like, just like, just tell me. Like, if I can avoid a headache before we even get the kid here, 
Like just just be honest with me, please. I, I will respect you so much more than sending me an you know an absolute. I call them turds. That's always yeah. been my word. You know, like don't don't send me turds. Like they 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 stink, no. right? Um, you know, like just don't send me that kid. So navigating through the portal is hard, especially if you don't have a relationship with the the place they're coming from. And the kid's always going to tell you 98% of the time, he's going to tell you something different than what the coach is going to tell you. It's a great point. You know, so it's like, and, and coaches are human too. You've got coaches that'll, you know, they might give you some type of input on a kid that's not accurate. Like, you know, not everybody has the best interest out for kids. Right. Uh, but they, but there, but there are coaches actually that, that, that recruit kids and go through the process and say, I'll help you out of here. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I'll do the right thing for you because one, the kid's a good kid. He's a hard worker, good teammate. I mean, there's a lot of positives to him. It's just that may not, may, may not be a path for him to get on the field enough. You know, again, reality reality slaps these kids in the face, right? I mean, everybody that steps into college has this, this dream of getting drafted and going to play pro baseball, whether it's in minor leagues or get all the way to the big leagues. And reality hits pretty quick, man. You know, you look around, I watch all these guys and I watch all these different players. And now with the draft minimized, you know, with losing the numbers that we've lost in the minor league teams and stuff like that, now it's even a tougher route. And then on top of that, start the free agents coming out of the South America, you know, and and it's it, and it, and it's and it's a different program. So we tell our kids all the time, it's like, you know, you want to go where you're going to play, right? Because yeah. this, this, this game ends. It, it ends in uniform and ends at you in a lineup. You may be writing a lineup for the rest of your life, but it ends you in the lineup. Right. So you better go and enjoy this 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 process of of being a college baseball player. The other thing that we always say is that, you know, regardless in the end, you are you have you have broken through this ceiling of half a half a million kids in high school baseball, right? And now you're part of thirty three thousand people that are in the college ranks. You know, you've climbed through something special. I don't care what level it's at. Okay, it could be JUCO, it could be NAIA, it could be Division Two, Division One. It could it, it could be any of those. Right. You are a college baseball player, and that's something that you'll take with you, and nobody can ever take that away from you. So find that place to go play, and hopefully, on our side, you know, it go it goes both ways. So if we're kind of advocating for high school kids, and we're talking to families, you want to find a good fit. You want to find a good person, right? right. That genuinely cares and. Uh, and in, in this past year, I've seen it more than I've ever seen it before, sure. that, that, it, that there's really not a gray matter. Either you are a player's manager and you generally care about the kids and where they're going to go in life outside of the game and want to enjoy the, which, that time you have in the dugout, or you're an absolute animal that just cares about yourself and just wants to you know, win because you think it's a, it's a reflection on you. So when we're helping these kids... You know, you, you're trying to marry the personality with a with a good personality. And throughout, you know, Todd and Andrew have heard this. My my college coach is 95 years old this year, and I talk to him literally every two weeks. And his grandson played out here last week with Stetson, and I've heard about the grandkids since he was you know since right. he was born. Um, so you know th th that's a that's a big piece um, in in moving the uh, moving kids moving kids forward. Is there a yeah. match across the board, and are you going to play? Right. Relationships are everything. I don't care what what business you're in, if you're mm -hmm. in coaching, if you're in financial services. I mean, relationship management is paramount. And right. like, you know, for us, you know, with with the families we help, we, we vet the families out. We want to make sure that it's a good fit for us, because the whole idea of this is how how do we you give us kind of the background and how do we help your son get to the next level where he should play? Right. right? It's not you telling us, you know, and so. 
um, you know, and not saying it, you know, we turn families or, uh, you know, back, but, but we have to have a good fit as long as, you know, as, just same as Drew. I mean, Drew has to have a good fit too. And, and yeah. every coach does. So he, you know, Drew, Drew will go, he'll go jump into the portal and going into the portal is finding players that can come in right away and help impact your program. Right. You're not going to go find a guy in the portal that you're going to develop. Right. So no. you have, we got we to explain to, to the high school kids that are dudes, right? You're the best of the best at this level right now. That's great. But guess what? You may not play. Right. You may not play. That's right. You know, so, you know, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to factor that in. And then you get the kids that are like, well, I'm D1 a bust. Uh, if I can't go D1, you go to D1, dude. You, you, yeah. They're not going to wash your uniform for three years because right. you're not getting dirty. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a process. Well, I mean, if you're not playing, you know, well, first off, we've came, we've, we've became so obsessed with, okay, pro level, pro level, pro level. And I mean, I was fortunate that I got to play some minor league baseball and I got drafted, but my best memories were in the college game. I had some really good memories professionally. Don't get me wrong, but it's like everything is fixated on let's get to the next level, but why don't, why don't we focus on being really good where we're at? And then seeing what happens now, I can also understand both sides of this, Jeff, where it's like, if I don't get, when you saw the draft numbers last year, it's like, okay, I need to be at the division one level. Juco draft guys were down. D2 was down. Like everything's down other than division one and high school guys. I mean, like I said, even Juco was down. So it's like you get a kid goes out and he's an all American division two. It's like, okay, I play every day. I'm in a good program. I'm competing for that in the national tournament. I should probably go D1 if I want to get drafted. So you can see where these kids get called in that. Right. It's like, okay, I need to move on. But it's, it's like you're playing every day. And if you're in a good situation with people that you trust and people that – I don't even like to use the word like anymore. I'm hard on my guys. I want them to respect me. Um, but I also know the longer I'm in this and the more mature that I get and the older I get, it's going to be four or five years before they really get it once they're removed from our program on why I'm on them about using manners 24 seven and why I'm on them about building relationships the right way and doing things the right way. And, um, you know, so it's like, I can see the chase to get to the pro level. And, and I do understand that, but at my level, the division two level, if you're a position guy with 20 rounds in the draft, I mean, it's, it's so hard. Yeah, it's hard. Right. I mean, there's, I think 20 guys drafted last year, division two level. It's like, you need to go somewhere you're going to get a good education, hopefully have a chance to compete for some type of championship um, and have somebody that's not going to be afraid to challenge you, hold you accountable. Um, it can't just be about winning, even though that's we compete and we want to win every game. And I want to win a lot of baseball games. I hate to lose. But I think when winning is the only thing at our level, you're building a house with straws and the foundation of your house is straws and sand. Like it's like, you need to be able to develop a complete person. Um, and I think that's extremely important and, and everything's not always going to be butterflies and roses or whatever. But um, I think if you have somebody that genuinely cares about you today and you love where you're at, it's, it's gotta be hard to walk away from that. Yeah. I think you have, you have a retention piece too, because you're yeah. building a program and you want your alumni base there. You know, you want guys to feel good to want to come back to a, you know, a, an alumni game, right. do things like that and reconnect. And the other thing that I can explain to you, like I have, I have a, you know, my, my core group of friends in high school are, are my brothers, right? right? There's probably four of us that are just 
like that. You're inseparable. My the, the guys that I met in college, that's my network. That's that has been my that has been the beginning of my baseball business, everything else network. And to this day, you know, so, so that's, the other, that's the other piece of it. If you're going to say I'm not going to go play college baseball, there is more involved than just getting on the field and playing, you know, oh, and, uh, you know, and you and but it's it's, it's tough to convince because these are these are immature minds. You know that have big lofty goals and and dreams and you know it works out for some it doesn't work out for others you know more than not it doesn't work out right, right. but the benefits that are coming out of being involved in a good college program with a good coach with a good human being you know it, it, it that 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 runs your lifetime 100 percent. And, and these are the relationships like you don't remember like in college you're not gonna remember every single game every single practice you're gonna remember the you know the the big, mo you know, monumental things with, yeah. with your buddies, you know, that's, yeah. and that's, you take away that or, or you remember transferring four times, you know I mean? That's the yeah. thing. It's like, you know, try to go to a place and try to seek out a place that you can see yourself for four years, unless you're obviously going to junior college. But I mean, you know, I think that's the lost art of, of this whole process. You want, you know, you, you want, you want your last year of playing this game to be enjoyable. Right. Not a miserable experience. Right. You want to walk away going, you know what? I love this game. My heart is broken because I don't get to play it anymore. Yeah. Not to walk away and go, that was that sucked. Yeah, that was absolutely the worst thing that could possibly happen to me. And it's brutal and you know, so on and so forth. So and that that comes down to the men that are running the running, no doubt. you know, to running it. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's the culture that's set. How big are you on culture? Well, I think culture is obviously big. I think. And, and maybe a lot of coaches will agree with me in higher ed right now, especially at the smaller college levels and almost every sport, everyone is just pushed so hard, like fill your roster up, fill your roster up, fill your roster up. Right. Admin, admin, admin. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, you've got division two schools carrying 90 to a hundred kids. Yeah. You, you know, program. and it's crazy. Yeah. It's tough. So it's like, okay, you got 70 kids in the locker room. How, how do you create good culture? Yeah. Um, because you're never going to keep the kids happy that are on the bench not playing. It's just, it's right. not going to happen. Your retention levels are bad. Um, fortunately here, we don't run a JV team. Um, so it's, you know, we've got 40 guys for next year. Um, we have had a larger roster, but we're going to 40 next year. So it's like, it's still hard. But I think the biggest thing when you're trying to develop culture, and so, again, right now, some of these guys, they, they may hate my guts at times, but you have to be transparent with them. Like you have to like on Tuesdays in our clubhouse this spring, we'd always open it up for anybody that wanted to meet and ask about playing time. Like, Hey, if you want to meet Tuesdays only, I don't, I'm not trying to meet with guys every single day of the week, but if you have right. questions yeah. about where you stand or what we need to do better, or, you know, maybe something I can do better to help them, whatever it is, I'm not above someone telling me, coach, if you could do this a little bit better, it would help me. Like as long as I do it in the right way, I'm human. I'm not perfect either, but I think transparency is key because it's, you know, I'm going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes, but it's like, coach, why am I not playing? Well, can you look me in the eyes and tell me that the three guys behind the plate are better than that? You're better than like, are you better than them? Like, honestly, do you believe that? Now, sometimes there are kids that are naive. Um, but when you talk about culture, I think everybody wants a bunch of buzzwords and they want to be able to have like a one liner for what culture means. But like culture to me is we're in the last practice of the season before we leave for the, for Alabama. And it's like, hey, we've been wearing gold hats all year for practice. And you've got a Navy hat on. Like, 
go put the right hat on, like doing the small things right when it doesn't like when it may not really matter. It does matter, you know, and I think that's and I'll catch myself. It's like, OK, should I say something about this? Well, if I don't say something, then, then the next guy, I'm going to let it slide. It's like, you know, you have to hold guys accountable. And at some point you hope you create a culture to where your own guys are holding each other accountable. But I'm just here to tell you, though, that's getting harder and harder and harder because I think it all starts at home. Well, you made you made a good point about you know, it's called policing yourself, right? Yeah, we should right. do it in a, we do it. We did it in the clubhouse. We did it on the field. We did all those other things. The the sad culture that is that is out there is the travel showcase baseball culture, right? And a majority because kids can show up and go when they want, do whatever they want, wear whatever they want, play, you know, and and they're never held accountable. Just show up and go. Give me your check, and that's the pay to play, right? So now, and I tell I, what we tell our guys, Todd, is that, you know, now it's no longer pay to play. Now you're being paid to play. So this is really a job. Either you're getting academic money or you're getting scholarship money. So now you're on a payroll, dude. You're an employee, you know, so you need to act that way and carry yourself that way. Because in the real world, if you, don't, if you can't handle that in the real world, you jump out, you're fired. That's right. You're fired. Performance again, it's, it's, not because, it's not because you're there. Right. And you've paid money into the university. Their level is not to is not a kumbaya level, right? right. The best get on the field, and it, that that becomes a real slap in the face as far as life reality, because you know we've all, we've all been you know in business or you know had our own businesses or been employed by somebody that you know you uh you better perform, right? And if you don't perform, you don't get a raise or you get fired or something like that. And it's, it's the same scenario. That's why we always talk about baseball parallel in life. It really does. I mean, all athletics do, but sure. we, we take baseball and we, cause that's what we know. But I think baseball more than anything else because of the, um, you know, a game of anticipation, but you really never know what's coming. That's right. You know, it's not a football game when you, you know, you call a play and everybody runs the same route. I mean, you know, you, you throw a pitch and anything in the world can happen, right. you know, so different, uh, different scenario. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Drew. I think we're right up right up against it. I know you got to hop on the golf course, so I don't want to. You know. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. I, I, I'm good. Uh, so my my last question is this: is uh, you know, is your go next year will be your third year at Bluefield, correct? It'll be my fourth season. Um, it'll be my third. I guess this will be my third full year. It'll be my second. Okay. My second full year of recruiting will will come on the field this year. Right. So with the matriculation process of your fourth year, where what are your goals for next year? Uh, you had a good year this year. Uh, where would you like to be at this time next year? Well, I guess every college coach in the country would probably tell you you'd like to be at K in Cary, uh, getting, trying, to, trying to get to Cary. But for me, um, where we're at right now, we're pushing hard. I'm pushing hard to get us in the league right now because – I'm actually on the NCA committee um, for the Mid-Atlantic region. That's the Mountain East, and that's the PSAC. The Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference is really good. Mountain East has some really good teams at the top. For us to get into an NCA regional as an independent is almost impossible. I mean, just the budget-wise, like budget-wise, finances, we just don't have the resources, the scholarship dollars. We're not fully funded. So when you're going up against Westchester, Millersville, uh, Mercyhurst, like there's some Seton Hill. There's, I mean, that league is really good. They produce some national champions, so it's it's really tough to get that large bid. I, I don't want to say it can't happen, but it, it's hard. 
Um, and we're going to work towards doing that. I'm not ever going to just be complacent and say, hey, we can't do it. We're going to work towards it. But so getting in a league is huge. Um, just having the opportunity to get into a conference tournament. And you guys know how you, you guys have done this for a long time. Anything can happen when you get into a double elimination setting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Spring Hill won the SIC. That's a league that we'd love to be in. And then they go they go beat Valdosta State out of the Peach Belt in the second round, like, you know, second day. So it's like anything can happen. Baseball, that's why I love baseball. Baseball is such a great game. But next year for me, um, I, I'd really like to see – there's some things that I have, me personally, I want to do better from an organizational standpoint, the way we schedule practice, pre- plan practices. There's some things I think that I can do better. Um, but as far as our program and our staff, just to make it quick, I want to get our staff better jobs. That's, I feel like that's got to be my goal. Uh, our associate head coach does a really good job and at some point I'll lose him. Um, a couple of MLB teams have tried to snag him already, but he does a phenomenal job, really good infield guy, really good hitting guy and starting to really pick it up recruiting and but I feel like if I'm not elevating those guys' careers, my my career never grows, you know. Um, and it's not me doing that selfishly so I can benefit from it. But if I'm not helping the people around me get to a better place, then then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And you want you want the uh, the Kevin McMullen, yeah, scenario out of Virginia. How about Mac? Has he had the job of a life, man? And, yeah, uh, working you know, for O'Connor. Camps and all that. Yeah, he's he's well paid. He's in uh, he's in the uh, the ACC. It's uh, yeah, you know. But yeah, you're right. If you you know, again, everybody's looking for uh, to elevate. You know, right. um, whether it's position wise or financially. So right. just before, before we, Andrew, you got anything before? Because uh, I got no, we're good. all right. So I so so at the end of the season, you guys have an opportunity to be invited to um, the 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 World Series. The uh, give us give us a little bit of back background on the. Uh, on, on that so michael coker is out of florida him and um mr sokol out of uh, i think he's out of florida as well they basically run the black college nine site they partnered it was actually our old coach at bluefield state jeff hunter i think it was one of his ideas like hey why don't we put together an hbc world series called the, it's a black college world series um 2021 was the first year they play in the double a stadium for the montgomery biscuits or the tampa bay rays at the montgomery biscuits stadium double a team for the rays they take the top four NAIs, HBCUs, and they take the top four um, Division II HBCUs. They do a poll. They have a committee to pick those. Each side plays through their bracket, and then they do a winner-take-all championship game. We actually won it in 2021. Like, we got hot. There were a lot more talented teams there than us. But, again, baseball is such a great game. We actually we won the HBCU World Series in 2021. Um Tyson Foods is now the huge sponsor. Like every team gets financially compensated, a donation from Tyson Foods. They feed us the whole time we're down there. Uh, in the past, we've done a civil rights tour just to learn more about black college baseball. It's a really good event. This year, Tyson Foods bust in, I think over 8,000 kids from the community in a three-day stretch to watch the games. Um, it, was, it was a really good, we went one and two. We went two and out last year, we went one and two this year. Um, but it's a really good experience for our guys. And right now for us, like that's, that's all we have to play for not being in the right. league. And um, so it's, it's a really good event, gives us a chance to keep playing and, and play for something meaningful. Uh, Cause I tell our guys all the time, we could all quit baseball today and the game's, the game's going to keep going, you know, Dude, see this guy, you know, <laughs> he's been dead a long time. The game's yeah. still going. Yeah. Yeah. Bambino. I mean, 
right. <laughs> you, you hope to leave your impact on the people yeah. around you and, and yeah. you hope to serve and, and do the right things and maybe leave a legacy, whatever it is, whatever your goals are, but the game's going to keep going. So the fact that we get to compete and build memories, um, you know, lifelong memories at, at an event and a really nice venue, that's been really good for our guys. And it gives, again, it gives us something to play for, but you know, our progress is exactly what it is. It's progress. Um, well, we won 15 games our first year, 22 this past year, 25 this year. Um, we won the most games in school history this year. We're doing some great things and, you know, we're just trying to stay consistent in our processes and give these guys the best experience possible. Um, but, you know, we've got a really good support staff, administration, really good. It's a small school in West Virginia with engineering and nursing are our top two majors. And um, we're really hoping to be in a league by next year and, and just continue to give these guys a chance to to build memories and, and give them the best experience possible. But uh, the HBC World Series has been really, really big for us. Um, our, our best two players this year were minorities. They were both all region. Um, and for us to be able to continue to grow, grow the game, we, we, we need black college baseball and HBCUs to grow as well. So um, we're definitely thankful for the people that are, that are helping with that. And um, I mean, you guys are in a metropolitan area. You know, there's so many good well, so in So in, so in August, Drew, um, what, what are the dates? The 8th, 9th or the 9th and 10th in August? We, have, we will hold an HBCU event here. It'll be our fourth year um, that we're doing it, and uh, it, it it it's grown. It's uh, it's um, it, it's it's a special event, and we you know we're part of that. You know, when I played the the numbers of African American players on opening day roster was anywhere between eighteen to twenty percent, give or take a year. Now it's below seven percent <throat> in college baseball. It's three percent. Yep. So it's uh, it's a horrible number. Um, you know, you, you know the game does need. The game does need the diversity, but it need, it, it does need more, um, you know, because we, the game was great, you know, and it's not that it's not great. It's just it's it's better when you can, right. you know, it, you can connect with um, many different people uh, along the way. So I, I love what you're doing, man, because the guys that go there, um, the guys that play, you know, in a school like that that doesn't have a chance to go to a regional, everybody wants to get on TV or whatever, they're playing because they love the game. Right. And I know that they're only going to be able to play for so long. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, somebody like yourself out there that, that recognize it and it's doing it as much for the game and the kids as, you know, as trying to, you know, you know, be the best coach that you can possibly be and be the best uh, um, and have the best staff that you can possibly be. So um, hopefully we can get you down here. Maybe we'll yeah. get you down here in a few weeks for the all-star game, you know, bring your clubs, come a day early. I'll, I'll be uh, down. What is it, Zach? Uh, 27th, 28th? Yep, I'll, I'll be there. I'll come down a day early if you guys want to play golf. Well, we, have, we also have the All-Star game, the All-Star game on the 6th and 7th June. of June right here at the Tuck. Um, right. So, And we have some good, some pretty good uh, 23s and 24s in there, yeah. uh, like a, a sprinkle of 23s that are uncommitted that should be. Um, but we are uh, 24s. There's some guys in there that haven't been tapped. And, and then uh, – Give you a chance to get some eyes on uh, on the younger talent that's down here as well, and uh, you know, get get in your own car and we'll pay you. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, I'll, uh, I'll I will gladly come down again. I, I love what you guys do, and um, everything's about relationships. And you guys have built a really good thing there. So thank thanks for allowing me to be a part of and this. It was great having you, Drew. Yeah, thanks, thanks for jumping Drew. on Appreciate with it. us, thanks, and uh, we'll be in touch. Probably right, see you guys soon. We'll lock yeah. it all down. Yeah. Okay, take care.
Thank you, guys. Very good, man. Awesome. Yeah, just man, what a sharp guy, huh? Dude, you know, I mean, we're we're it's it's good to see people out there that you know that are doing it for the game, for the kids. They're part of it, obviously. You know, we're all yeah. competitors. I mean, he, you know, he played pro ball. I mean, he played high, you know, good level. And that's right. You know, you're not a competitor. You know, no. if uh, you know, if you're playing at that level, you have to be a competitor. And um, so he always wants to win. You know, there's no doubt about it. It's it's in our DNA to win, but you know, to be a good steward of the game, and that goes across the board. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. And you could tell the effort that he puts into it. Absolutely, he's detailed, beyond. man. Very much, yeah. Just like I mean, me, Andrew, right? Oh yeah, very completely detailed, yeah. Especially with technology driven. Yeah, exactly. Techno <laughs> spreadsheets, love spreadsheets. Yeah. You know, algorithms, love computers, yeah. love all the crayon guy. I am, I am straight Crayola. I used to eat them. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah, that's that's just one of the reasons. That's just one of the reasons, Todd. You know, as my wife said, like Todd wants to be in business with you. <laughs> Does he understand what's going? <laughs> Does he get this yet? So, no, jokingly, but hey, appreciate it again. Awesome. You know, any, good stuff, Andrew. Thank you, and uh, everybody listening to the Schaefer Baseball Report on Friday edition. We'll roll this out again yeah. next week, and uh, hopefully, Fico will yeah. be available to get on with us. Right. Uh, we'd like to have Fico. He's the same. That's Same right. makeup as him and Mac oh, and yeah. Guerrera and you know, yeah. we're just uh, we're attacking the good guys, man. We're, right. we're showing the showing the baseball world there's good peeps out there. That's right. Because you're right. Where are your kids gonna go? Who do you want them to um, go to? That's 100. I mean, All that's, right, that man. means a lot. And everyone out there, just remember what this weekend's about. You know, yep. a lot of people, uh, yep. a lot of people uh, made an ultimate sacrifice uh, for this weekend. So I just hope everyone remembers that. True that. Everybody, peace out.